November 18th, a call goes out for a fire in a mobile home near Hill Road West in Mount Airy. Fire companies from Frederick, Carroll, Montgomery, and Howard counties all responded. While firefighters put out the fire, the mobile home was considered a total loss. The family, who was inside the home at the time of the fire, was able to escape. They were only able to grab the matriarch's purse. I'm Heather Mangelio, and this is Frederick Uncut. I drove down to Mount Airy to meet with Paul Foss, president and founder of Water Boys for Jesus. I met him in a mobile home, but it's probably more aptly described as a construction zone. Foss, along with at least 50 volunteers, are renovating and repairing this mobile home for the family that lost theirs in the fire. Foss's goal is to have it move-in ready by the middle of the month. My name is Paul Foss, and I'm the president of the Water Boys for Jesus, which is a local men's ministry, multi-church men's ministry. We've been around since 2005. Uh, right now, we're in uh, the home of the Ramiro's, who lost their their trailer, their mobile home, um, a little over, I guess, two weeks ago now. Um, and so now we're in a, a mobile home that they have uh, going to be relocating to, double wide. And um, I'm here with a, a bunch of other water boys today, and we're working on putting together a home for them to move into, hopefully by the middle of the month. Can you explain a little bit about what happened to them so that they need this new mobile home? Sure. So um, two weeks ago, the mother and two daughters, ages 11 and 4, were in the back bedroom of a, of a mobile home when some kids rapped on the door and said, hey, your deck is on fire. And so by the time they noticed that this was all going on, the, the fire had spread into their living room and they barely escaped with just her purse, burned the car down and um, made the trailer unlivable. And so the Red Cross came in and moved them into a, a small one-bedroom um, uh, motel room. And uh, I heard about this from several people in the community because they know Water Boys for Jesus is a serving ministry. Um, so when we, when we got involved, we learned that, that the, the family had just purchased a double-wide water-damaged mobile home. Um, but they really didn't have the resources to make it livable. So even though, you know, holiday season, pretty inconvenient, um, what God said to me is it's really inconvenient for the family, so why don't we step in? So um, a week ago Monday, well, so the weekend prior to that, last weekend, um, we made an invitation to our church, Damascus Road, which is what I'm part of, um, to participate in helping. And at the end of that, a, a, a man, a company, Capital LLC, um, said, you know what, I'll send a crew out there tomorrow with the dumpster and we'll demo this double-wide. So last Monday, a week ago, he and a crew came, and that's when this started. Um, every day since then, except for Thanksgiving, we've had 10 or 12 volunteers here helping with the demo, getting all of the old water-damaged material out. Um, this past weekend, we started putting in replacement plumbing pipes and replacement wiring. 
Uh, again, companies that are part of the Water Boys and companies that are just part of the community and heard about the, 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 uh, the family's plight and have volunteered their company for labor and or materials. Um, so, so far we've been able to get all the water damage stuff out, all the old uh, pipes and wiring out, and now we're putting it all back together. Uh, Kingdom Electric is working on, uh, Mike Malik is working on the plumbing. We hope that by Tuesday or Wednesday of this week we'll be able to put the, the, the flooring down and then Thursday or Friday of this week, we'll be able to put the drywall back up. And uh, we hope that by the middle of the month, we'll have this completed and the family moved in. So can you tell me how far are we away from their original trailer that burned down? So the original trailer is just down the hill, probably a couple of hundred feet. And um, it's about about a third to a half of it is, is burnt to pretty much ashes. Uh, but of course, all of it's, it's, it's unlivable. Um, and so the, the work that's being done today is you can see the burnt trailer from where we are. But um, you know, this is sort of Phoenix rising out of the ashes. Uh, the community of Frederick has risen up and said that we're gonna take care of this family. And uh, we're looking forward to, um, you know, I told the story to our church this weekend about uh, learning about the fire too late to save their pet bunny. And a, a family came up to me after church and said, so we have a bunny and our kids have kind of outgrown the idea of having this bunny. So would it be cool for us to give that to this family as a housewarming gift? And so um, that's what's gonna happen when they move in, they'll have a pet bunny to replace the one that they lost. All right, so perfect. So you mentioned that this is all volunteer base? Yeah, so there's, a. I think everything that's been done or that's being done has been done by companies or by individuals. Now we bought materials, so there's been quite a bit of expense that's going into you know drywall and uh, the subflooring and appliances. Um, some appliances have been donated, like the refrigerator, washer, dryer. Um, the cabinets we're going to have to purchase from Home Depot, but the guy. Uh, a volunteer is going to install those for us. Um, all ele the electrical replacement is being done by Kingdom Electric uh, for, for just the cost of the materials. So uh, to raise the money for the material costs, you know, all the things that are required that uh, just we have to go buy, um, we started a GoFundMe page, which is sort of titled, I guess it's Miracle on Circle. Um, I think that based on this past weekend, just uh, Saturday and Sunday, Damascus Road took another offering, special offering. And I think probably now we have raised enough money to take care of all of the things we have to buy. So labor would be tens and twenties of thousands of dollars. Uh, material cost is something less than 20. And uh, that's all been donated. So. So when I first heard about it, I heard probably from three or four different people in the course of two hours. And every time I got an email or a phone call, it kind of made me mad, like I'm busy. I mean, we're, we're doing this Christmas Alive program for 300 families. We have a big walk through Bethlehem program on our church that's happening this coming weekend. It's the holidays. And uh, over the next two hours, I just kept feeling like God was saying, um, this is something that 
that I want that I want done. And if you don't do it, you'll deny me. And I remembered Matthew 25, which is where God said, uh, "You're the hungry, you fed me. I was naked, you clothed me." And all I could hear God saying, "I was homeless, and you housed me." And so by that afternoon, I'd come to conclude that the answer was yes. I called up a friend of mine, Eric Kloss, who's part of the Water Boys, and I said, "You know, I." I think we've got to do something. And he said, I'm on my way over right now because I had the same compulsion to help. And so when he got here, our neighbor uh, right across the street here, Stacy, came out and said, so why are you here? And Eric said, because God made me. And um, she said, I've been praying that God would send somebody, and apparently he sent you. So Water Boys in the last 15 years have done three extreme home makeovers uh, in Mount Airy, in, in, in Frederick County. We've helped build um, or remodel six historic black churches. And so really what we are, we're a discipling ministry, meaning that we are helping men know how to develop a relationship with Jesus. Um, and we do that by doing what Jesus did. And if you look at his ministry, he went out into the community and into the places that needed help the most and, and did that. And so uh, we are here because we've been so radically loved by Jesus. We can't help ourselves. We have to serve. And uh, we're doing what Jesus did. So that's why we're here. All right. So I'm standing in one of the back rooms. And you can pretty much see that the walls have been torn down. You've got a lot of work to do. So mid-December as a date, is that, is that feasible? <laughs> so we've done extreme home makeovers in 10 days and less. You know, we brought them in with the, the, the stretch limousine and the whole thing. So we had this conversation earlier today. Um, it's amazing how much can be done when there's so many volunteers who are so passionate to do something good for somebody else. So what I've learned about these projects, I can't really hammer a nail. I can just tell the story. So, uh, you know, it's God has a sense of humor. He'd call me into doing something like this simply as the storyteller. And then those who can do the work show up and they do the work. Um, so this is what I've learned is that right now it looks the worst because there's the walls are off and the, you know, the flooring is gone. But all that comes together pretty quickly. So I think I'll know better by this weekend. But... Um, I think by December 14th, this place will be ready to move in. And why is it so important that a family is able to move into a new home before Christmas, before the holidays? Well, so, yeah, so they're, they've lost everything, and they're li basically living out of a suitcase. And the place that they're in is really nice, um, but it's not theirs. Um, and so for them to be able to move in before the holidays, we have a family who's going to adopt them through Christmas Alive. Um, we have a donation coordinator, Beth Herdman, who is now getting donated furniture, um, house goods, clothing, um, bedding. And so, you know, really what's, what I've discovered in the last week is that this is like the perfect time to do a project like this because people are thinking about giving gifts. They're thinking about being grateful for what they have. And... Um, and what I've learned about Frederick County, I've been here now since 1992. Very generous county. So when people hear of a, of a family who has been made homeless by a tragedy like this, they, um, they're quick to spring into action. So that's, 
that's why um, getting them in before Christmas is really a high priority for us, sort of as a, a Christmas gift, a Christmas miracle. So um, that's what's going to happen. All right, and so what more needs to be done to make that goal happen? Um, well, so there's um, the skilled part of this project is happening right now. So the people who are, you know, qualified to do things like plumbing and electrical work and that kind of thing needs to, needs to be done. And those typically are a few people. Once we get to the next stage, which is flooring and drywall and painting, then, you know, volunteers will show up. They're already ready and waiting. Um, so some, some more funding, uh, you know, there's always unexpected expenses, but um, I think just people continuing to stay connected through volunteering and through donating uh, what they have, um, then I think the miracle happens. All right, perfect. Anything else you think we should know? Um, it's, you know, for so, for so long, uh, a lot of the churches in the area have sort of done their own projects. What I really love about this project is we have uh, volunteers from more than a dozen different churches who are participating in this through the Water Boys ministry. And it's just cool when you see people coming together who have kind of a common faith and, um, and working for the purpose of helping somebody else. I think that to me is sort of the miracle that I'm, I'm looking at now is that we're getting out of our own individual buildings, getting together. Uh, laughing, hammering, uh, making this making this place a home. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was good to meet you. To read more about Foss and the Water Boys, you can read my article at fredericknewspost.com. A GoFundMe for the family can be found by searching for Paul Foss or Mount Airy, M.T. Airy, Family Trailer Fire on GoFundMe.com. Food and Education reporter Katrina Pereira now joins me to talk about the latest food review. Okay, Katrina... Where did you eat this week? So this week I ate at the Village Tavern in Walkersville. All right. First impression? Uh, really like cute, homey neighborhood bar. All right. And so what kind of food can you get at this homey neighborhood bar? Um, so it's pretty much your typical like pub, bar, tavern type food. Um, burgers, a lot of sandwiches, um, you know, nachos, fries, that sort of thing. All right, and so you usually go for like a lunch and then a dinner. Mm-hmm. So which was better, lunch or dinner? Um, I definitely thought that dinner was a little bit better. Um, dinner, the dinner menu has a couple more options. So you have some steaks on there, you have crab cakes, um, and I just found that it was a little more elevated and a little better. All right, so let's first talk about what you ate a little bit. So what were some of the highlights of the meals that you took? Yeah, so one when I went for dinner, I had an appetizer that they have on the menu. It's um, crab-stuffed mushroom caps, um, and they were really, really good. They come in um, an order of six. They're fairly small, but um, enough for maybe a table of two to three, um, and there's a lot of crab in there, and it's kind of like drenched in this like really nice like buttery herb kind of sauce thing, um, and it was really, really good. All right, and how about like a main course? What would would you recommend? So if you're going for dinner, I definitely would recommend one of their steaks. Um, my guest that I took ordered a steak when we were there, and it was cooked perfectly. The meat was really tender. Um, you know, I did think that the steak could have used maybe a touch more of seasoning, but for the most part, it was a pretty good steak. All right, and so what are we talking about in terms of price point? 
So lunch tends to be like your typical lunch price. Um, most of your sandwiches are going to be between 8 and maybe $13. Um, for dinner, it does get a little more pricey depending on what you're going to order. So if you they do have a filet mignon on the menu, if you're going to order that, it's going to cost you about 27 bucks. Um, and then if you do maybe like a crab cake, probably around the same point. Um, and then there are a couple dishes that are a little bit more pricey than that, but for the most part, no more than 40 bucks, I would say. So maybe a little bit more of an elevated pup than, yes. <laughs> than your yes, typical bar food. Definitely. And so what made you want to review this restaurant? So it was actually recommended to me by one of our photographers, um, who I guess has, has tried it a couple times before and we've never reviewed it. So I figured I would make the drive up to Walkersville to check it out. All right. And would you make the drive up to Walkersville again? I would. Um, as you'll read in my review, um, I think there are a lot of places that the re- restaurant can um, improve. Um, like I said, a little bit more seasoning on the steak, um, maybe even the crab cakes. So they have a little fixes I think that they could make um, to really like put themselves above and beyond your like your typical bar food. Um, but for the most part, pretty good. And what about the atmosphere? Do you think that the menu and what they're going for fits with the atmosphere that you experienced? For lunch, definitely. Um, Again, I was a little bit surprised at how elevated that dinner menu was. Um, It was kind of something that I would expect from more of like your sit down, you know, um, kind of fancy casual restaurant. Um, Definitely not something that I would expect from your neighborhood bar. But again, they they do it pretty well. So and just as a hint, I went along with you for lunch and you're right. Like it is very much a bar with tables. Yes, definitely. And not a five-star, like, sit-down, no. white cloth on the t- uh, table, kind of serve your steak. Yeah. Um, when I was actually talking to the owner on the phone, she described it as the cheers of ba- Walkersville. And I definitely think that you get that sense when you walk in. Yeah, there definitely seemed to be some people who, like, that was their bar that they go to. Mm-hmm. They all knew each other. Absolutely. Which is not a bad thing to have in a neighborhood. It's not. No, no. But kind of surprising to see like a maybe, you know. Yeah, like a filet <laughs> on the menu was definitely surprising. So. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. And as always, you can read Katrina's review in 72 hours, which comes out on Thursday. Frederick Uncut is produced by me, Heather Mangilio, and edited by Graham Cullen. We'll see you next week. <laughs>